Uh, Mark chapter 4. What I will uh, be speaking about tonight is uh, three things. Three three separate separate stories, three testimonies with three take-home points. The first one is stir up, then step out, and lastly, cast your net. So here in Mark chapter 4, in uh, verse 36, when they had uh, sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. This is Jesus in the ship. He'd been uh, doing some speaking, some teaching. And there were also with him other little ships. Uh, so we see that perhaps it was smooth at first, like life is at times. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. So there was almost no difference between just being in the sea itself and also being in this little ship or this boat. And sometimes the waves of life in, in the Bible, uh, the ocean or the wind and the waves, are often refer to the world or the things of the world. And sometimes those influences beat into our vessel. We are the vessel, if you like, and it was full. So sometimes because of things, um, we may feel that we're totally exposed, totally full. Our mind is totally full with the things of this life as opposed to the things of the Lord. And we see at this time Jesus was with them, but he was asleep. Do we allow Jesus to go to sleep in our boat? And he, Jesus, was in the hinder, the back part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. He was very tired, I would imagine, from the day and the previous day's teaching and work, and he would have been absolutely in a deep sleep to be still asleep in the middle of this storm, with the ship rocking to and fro, the noise of the wind and the water beating into the ship. And what they had to do, though, they had to stir up the Lord. They had to wake him up. Now, if he was still asleep, he was, would have been in a deep sleep. So it wasn't like, oh, oh, Jesus, excuse me, can I talk to you for a second? It wasn't like that. It would have been, they're fearing for their life. Jesus, get up, please, type of thing. Really stir up the Lord in the vessel. Their lives depended on this on Jesus being alive. Master, they say, care, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And so we see when we stir up the Lord within us, he can command the troubles that can so easily beset us. But we've got to stir him up in order to see the miracle. And he says unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Well, we know they didn't have the Holy Spirit, but also they were relying on their natural senses, on their sight, on their feelings, rather than believing in the ability of the Lord within them. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? An amazing miracle. Bible tells us to stir up the gift of God which is in us. We've received the spirit, not of fear, 
but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Stir up that gift that God has given us. We have a, we used to have a lady in our fellowship called Ursula, and uh, her husband has never come along to the Lord. A few days before she died, I was able to I was able to visit her regularly, and uh, she had a quite a weak heart, and her body was swollen with fluid. And uh, whenever you pray, you could pray for maybe thirty seconds at the most with her, and she'd say, "Oh, I, I just can't do it anymore." And it was like just knocking, but it wasn't. It was like like trying. To, it was hitting the barrier, but it wasn't pushing through the barrier, so to speak, with her prayer. And then this particular day, she, she said that we prayed, and and um, it was as though she could go, go up to the barrier, but she couldn't push it or push through it at all. And then she said, look, that's all I can do. I said, well, what, just have a rest. Why don't we try again? Let's give it another go. I said, okay, okay, just a little bit. Let's, I said, let's pray for two minutes. I said, oh, okay. So we'll just pray. And then I actually heard her push through the barrier, and suddenly the volume and the articulation of her tongue just went ten levels up. And she was shouting in tongues on her deathbed, basically. And I'm thinking, oh no, the nurses are going to come in here any second, thinking, what's happening? But I could, I experienced her push through that physical barrier, or that spiritual barrier, or that mental barrier. The wind and the waves no longer mattered. She was calling upon the Lord, and the Lord was moving, performing a mighty miracle. And I'd never heard her pray like that ever before. It was amazing. And uh, she passed away shortly afterwards. Stir up the Lord within us. We will see great things. The next part, Matthew 14. Step out. So once we get stirred up, then we have to actually step out. Here's another story regarding the Sea of Galilee, regarding Jesus, regarding a boat, and regarding the disciples. And here in Matthew chapter 14, here in verse 22, and straight away Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray, which was his regular habit. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. Sounds familiar? Same or similar type of story. We also read in another gospel, it was about five to six kilometers offshore, so not very close to the shore at all, uh, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch, of the night, this is sometime between 3 and 6 a.m. in the morning. It would have been pretty dark if the wind was howling. Perhaps it was a cloudy night blocking perhaps any light from the uh, moon and stars. Uh, on the fourth watch of the night, so in the pitch black, uh, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. In another gospel, we also see that he was going to go walk past them. He was just, he had spent time praying and he was on a mission to go to the other side. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. 
Now, if it's in the middle of the night and pitch black, how did they see Jesus? Well, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Perhaps he was illuminated somehow. I don't know. Perhaps there was a little bit of light. I don't know. But either way, it was dark and Jesus, somehow they saw him. But straight away Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. So he was speaking comfort, love, which casts out fear. And Peter answers and said unto him, Lord, if it be you, bid me come unto thee on the water. If it's really you, then he's putting Jesus to the test. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the water, he walked on out of the ship, he walked on the water. You can imagine the other disciples in the boat, maybe cowering in fear. They're thinking that this is a spirit, a ghost. Peter, maybe the impetuous one, the one that races ahead before he puts his mind into gear or he opens his mouth before he puts his brain into, into action. But he just stepped out in faith whilst the others stayed. Sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zone. Uh, we have to step out of what we think is our security zone to walk on water, to see the miracle. Now, Peter was the only one here that experienced the miracle. The other ones witnessed it, but only Peter walked on water. And we have to step out of our boat, whatever our boat is. And he goes to Jesus. But when he saw the winds boisterous, so when he actually then realized what was happening, when he took his eyes off the Lord and then considered the negative, he was then becoming, he became consumed with that rather than keeping his focus on the Lord. And of course, we know he began to sink. But here in 31, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and catches him and says to him, O thou little of little faith, why did you doubt? Just an amazing um, experience here. So step out of your boat. Another testimony, Joan Stewart, uh, a lady in our fellowship, she came to the Lord when she was 78 years of age, I believe, and she died when she was 92 years of age. So uh, 14 years in the Lord, spirit-filled, and I never heard her complain about anything. Uh, talking about stepping out of the boat, uh, on her deathbed, um, she was in a nursing home uh, up in on the central coast where her daughter lives, and uh, her daughter uh, asked me uh, or texted me to say, if you want to see uh, Joan alive, you better come now. And she was unconscious, um, wasn't responding at all, um, and uh, she hadn't been she hadn't been responding for some time. And so I drove up there and took uh, the GPS was sending me all over the world and took me about an hour and a half to get, get up to this uh, nursing home. And all the way I was praying. But I had to step out of the boat, so to speak. I had to step out in faith to experience a miracle. And when I walk in there, the whole family is standing around her bed and just saying nothing. What do you say to a person who can't hear you? And uh, they're just silently standing around, and I just uh, politely waited for them to finish their time with her. They eventually all walk out, and then I walk in um, with her daughter. And I've been praying all this time in the car, 
but now it was time for me. I'd been stirring myself up, but now it was time for me to actually step out of the boat. It was time for me to put into action my faith. And so I put my hand on her, and three times I said, Joan, this is Pastor Andrew. And at that, she woke up. She came up out of the coma. And uh, her eyes started to wake up, and she focused on me, and she goes, hello. She saw who I was. I go, Joan, this is amazing. Two thumbs. I said, Joan, this is incredible. I said, I knew this would happen. And I see the miracle in front of me. I said, this is amazing. I said, this is, I knew this would happen. I prayed about this. Anyway, we laughed, we joked. She commented how lovely my teeth were. She um, asked about my lovely wife and my beautiful children. She remembered with clarity who I was. Ten minutes later, her family walk in stunned, like stunned mullets. She was near as dead as far as they were concerned, but now she's alive, she's joking, she's talking, she's remembering. Uh, and then uh, when I came to say goodbye to her, um, she gives me a hug and she gives me the two thumbs back to me and she shakes my hand, or she goes like gives me a high five, but she shakes my hand really firmly as though she was saying, thanks for everything, she'll be right. And her family will witness that. Uh, it gave her uh, her family an opportunity to uh, reconcile between themselves before their mum died. And then about a week or so later at the funeral, um, I thought to, uh, as part of the the service there, I mentioned what had happened in the nursing home. And one of the grand, her granddaughters who was there uh, in the service, in the funeral, sat up in a seat as I was just um, explaining what, was what had happened. She goes, that's right. It was amazing. I saw it with my own eyes in front, and everyone's just listening. And it was just amazing. So you've got to step out if you want a miracle in your life. Don't just stay in the boat. Nothing will happen. Step out. The last one, Luke 5, cast your net. We've all been given a net. It's no point keeping the net in the boat, though. We can be stirred up. We can be stepping out of our boat, but we've got to take our net with us and we've got to use the net because the net does a job. It's designed for one purpose only and we've all been given that net. So here in Luke chapter 5, at the beginning here with uh, Jesus' disciples, verse 4, And when he had uh, left speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Sometimes we do things in our own strength. We can toil all night and catch nothing, so to speak. But this time the Lord is involved and Jesus has asked them to do this. As he says, nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. Lord, we know there are no fish here. We've been here all night. We know the wind, we know the tides, we know the seasons, we know the fish, we know the bait. We know all of these things. We are intellectually, we know these things. But if you insist, we'll do it anyway. I've tried witnessing this person many times. 
okay, I'll keep going, or whatever it might be. Or they won't listen. We can reason ourselves out of doing the Lord's work. Any excuse to keep our net just by our side without actually casting it out. Verse 6, And when they had uh, they'd done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and their net broke. And they had to get the other people to come and help them. An amazing situation. Cast out your net. Last scripture in John 21, at the end of the gospel here, similar story. So this one's in two parts. At the end here, Jesus has risen from the dead. Uh, Jesus has showed himself twice beforehand, but they're still running on the natural. They're still running on sight rather than faith. They haven't yet got the Holy Spirit. They've lost the winds gone out of their sails, so to speak, and they've gone back to their natural ways. They've gone back to what they know, what they feel safe doing, what they, yeah, who they were before. Verse 3, Simon Peter says unto them, I go a-fishing. And they say unto him, we'll also go with thee. He was a bit of a leader. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night, they caught nothing. Again, the Lord wasn't involved. It was futile. No fruit, no produce from their efforts. It was just toiling, sweat and tears, nothing to show for it. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. The disciples knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus says unto them, Children, do you have any food or any meat? It's interesting that Jesus uses this word children. He's talking to grown adults. So why would he use the word children? The word children here means like an immature person or half-grown or half-mature person. And even though they were physically men, spiritually they weren't quite there. And spiritually it means a immature Christian when you look it up here uh, in the dictionary. And they were immature because they were running on natural rather than faith or running on the Word of God. And, of course, we know that they didn't have the Holy Spirit. Have you caught anything? No. He says unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. Hang on. We've been toiling once again all night. Similar story. Catching nothing. But we know the wind, we know the tides, we know the seasons. We know the fish, we know the area, we know the bait. We're using all of these things. And you're asking us to cast the net on the right side of the ship. They cast, therefore. They followed in faith. They obeyed in faith. They didn't even realize it was Jesus at the time. But they still obeyed him by faith. And now they were not able to draw it up for the multitude of fishes. In verse 10, And Jesus says unto them, Bring of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land, full of great fishes, 153. And there were so many, yet the net was not broken. It's an amazing story. And now uh, in the, uh, the first story I, I read, Jesus says, Well, now you're going to catch men. You know how to catch fish, but now you're going to catch men. 
So we have to make sure that we are casting our net. Just to finish with a testimony, I don't know who this person was. It was a kindy mum, but she witnessed to my mum. And then my mum brought my brother along. And then my brother brought my dad along. And then my dad brought my twin brother and I along. And then we brought my grandmother along. And then we also brought my twin brother's wife along. And now we've also got many people spirit-filled in the next generation. The net has been cast from generation to generation. But if it wasn't for this one lady, who I don't know who it was, casting the net to my mum, who fell away, incidentally, for years, I wouldn't be here today. Neither would my family. And now my mum is back in the Lord, walking with the Lord. Cast your net. You're going to catch something of the Lord. So stir up, step out, cast your net. Amen.